This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello everyone and welcome back to the award-winning To Hull and Back podcast. I'm your host Nathaniel Witto and tonight I'm joined by Will and Joe and we are proudly sponsored by Old Zoological Bar and Kingfisher. I think that's been the best intro I've done in a very long time uh, from the aid of, of Will who, who sort of he sent a message to me to say I'm ready. So uh, yeah, a, a lovely win against Huddersfield yesterday. Will, uh, I can see you're, you're not really chuffed but about I think the performance not great, but the result yesterday, just how are you feeling after yesterday? Um, I've just about recovered. Um, I thought the performance was pretty good from City. They the dominated the game from minute one to 98. They absolutely pretty much had Huddersfield back in their own 30-yard area, which was pretty much to prepare what their game plan was as well. But Tati, obviously, they should have scored well earlier than they did, and it did cause that second half to become incredibly hard to watch as it went on. Um, but thankfully, we finally got what we deserved from the game right at the death. Mm, yeah, I'd say I'd, I'd agree with that. Uh, just to read out some of the stats to show just how dominant we were 76% possession, 1.3 expected goals compared to 0.07, 20 mm. shots to two. And then 675 passes to 160, and uh, they had a, a much lower accuracy. So that, all they did, and it's the name of the, the episode tonight, anti-football, uh, they just lumped it long to their six foot ten striker. So Joe, um, Joe's thoughts on the game? 0.07 xg is absolutely remarkable. That takes effort yeah. to to do that. So actually higher than I thought it would be. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think yeah. they had a chance with Sulma Thomas, who put it wide, and then Hudlin had a kind of a one-on-one. That would have been all they had. 
Yeah, they, yeah. they really didn't try for anything more than a nil-nil, did they? No, definitely not. Um, I would, first of all, just like to say, I'm delighted to be back. Um, it's, it's always good to sit and chat football with you both. And if we have any more guests, it's always uh, the more the merrier. Um, hopefully we'll have no questions of that nature this time to, uh, to add a bit of... <laughs> Nah, I'm sticking to the uh, notes this time. To the notes, nice. Um, but yeah, it was. It was. I echo everything Will said. It was the most frustrating yet dominant game I think I've watched in a long, long time. If you get what I'm trying to say, we were so on top, but it got very stressful, very hard going by the end. I, my dad's view is that it's one of the worst games of football he's watched in long in a long time. Mine is we played really well, but it was just going to be a case of break them down. And once we get one, we'll get more. Just it, it took us 92 yeah. minutes to get one, so we didn't have the yeah. chance to get more. But three yeah. points are three points, and they've been hard to come by at home this season, so we take it regardless. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. the when, it, when we play a team being so defensive, it doesn't normally get to me too much but that game really really got to me and I was sat there in the in the press box and I was I was getting really concerned like watching through my hands and when Liam did eventually score I didn't even celebrate I was just collapsing to my seat because I just I, it really got to me that game I just I think it's just the way that it felt the moment Delap missed that chance right on the start of the second half he just felt like he was never going to score at that point. It just felt like the gods were against City again against Huddersfield because we can't beat them for love and our money until Dot manages to nick it in off the post. Yeah, he, he had the three big chances. I mean, two fan had a nice header, which was saved. But uh, Delap, uh, recent uh, games, is it three in four games he scored or three in five? Mm-hmm. He's, you know, on better form now. So, uh, Joe. Um, talk a little bit about Liam Dapp because I've called him the English Harland and, you know, it was, it was a nice well-taken goal. Could have scored maybe three that game, but as a striker, you've just got to make sure you, you hit the next one on target and score. So how impressed have you been with, with him recently? Just how good is Liam Dapp? That's That's what it all boils down to. He is the sort of striker we've needed for so long where he's, a utility man yet so good he's um he's so big and physical yet so fast he's great inside the box and he's such a handful for defenders and i've made the same comparison nathaniel to to erling harland it's 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 a weird one because harland is so good but in terms of the styles of play and the type of player that they are, there are obvious similarities there. And I saw someone say they'd still take prime Abel Hernandez over Liam Delap and currently, and I think I would still agree, but Liam Delap, as much as I love Abel, Liam Delap is going to go on he's going to go on to eclipse everything Abel achieved achieved in in football. People yeah, I, need need to people need to let Apple go. I know it keeps coming up. Mm. People need to let it go. I, I love the man, but it's it just accept that that was the past, and it's mm. never happening it's again. Little ten year old now. Well, until let he it. retires, there's always a chance, and, and oh, we've been signing more players from abroad with Ajahn. 
Get him as a coach. Ignore the fact he can't speak English. It'll be great. Mm. Well, it's funny the Harlan comparison is I find a funny one personally because I think I don't like comparing him to such great players because it's so early on. I find he's very similar, more similar to Harry Kane personally than he is to Harlan. That's just from the way he controls the ball, the way he turns on the ball, he'll come deep, he'll win the ball. I just think he's more of that sort of mold. But I hate comparing him like that because you just set yourself up for failure. So yeah, well, he's a good player, though, if he's either like Kane or Harland. It's the I way mean, he's played, but he, he's not on the level of either of those two. I mean, technically, uh, I, I mean, Harland, you look at his first touch, it's not actually that good. You know, we just, just watched the full forward Chelsea. I'm not even sure his first touch is that good, but Delap's got sort of the same build as him. And of course, he is from Man City as well. So I think those links are, you know clear to see and yeah it's not surprising that they do play in a kind of similar way but yeah his, his distribution is also pretty decent and links it together so well and I thought we'd missed Connolly but Connolly recent weeks hasn't done as much I know he's been a bit in and out with injuries as well but yeah Delap's been brilliant and it was a, a really well taken goal uh, I think at the end to stay composed and put it in the far corner and I think we just needed that because we've seen it against Coventry and Plymouth and then Leeds where we had that big chance at the end to win it I just didn't want it to be just another one of those games. So um, has the home form flip now? Because that's two two wins in a row. I know we're just grinding them out. Next home game is Rotherham. They just lost 5-0 to Watford. So hopefully we can, you know, sort of do the same to them. But Joe, um, home form, you know, are we more confident at home now? I'd never say it's... Well, from my perspective, I wouldn't say it's not being confident at home. I think it's just finishing teams off at home and if we're over that and you know the the Preston Huddersfield Rotherham games they've fallen in perfect sequence um Preston were a team and still are a team in pretty poor form and we did we did our job there Huddersfield again a team lower down the table in pretty poor form did the job Rotherham it's going to be a similar kind of game to Huddersfield I feel where we'll have, um, we'll, we'll have a lot of the ball, and it, we might get frustrated at times if we can't break them down. But I think I think it is a, a game we can win. I think it's a game we'll be able to win. But of course, they have got the monopoly of the mighty Tom Eves up front, which um, I, I still love Tom. I still adore Tom Eves. I think Liam Delap might slightly as a player. But um, I do still love Tom. Yeah, yeah, he was a bit of a cult hero, wasn't he? But I mean, the amount of goals we've scored at home hasn't actually improved. It's that we've been able to keep two clean sheets because we've gone from 1-1 or 2-1 to Southampton to 1-0. So I think the clear difference there is bringing in McLaughlin. Although, uh, and speaking of left-sided um, defenders, I think Vanagre made such a great impact coming on that left wing. Oh, Defensively... Yeah. At left back, he's not been too great, but yeah, will uh, at left wing is that the the way forward? Because with Lakilo's injury and and Vaughan not playing, it's an interesting one. Because um, when everybody came on, looked it was the best, easily the best he's played obviously for City oh, yeah. so far. Um, and I think it was held by the fact he had Coyle behind him, who's a real dependable defensive option, um, to give him his backup, and it allowed him to sort of do what he's best at, which is attack. And then 
if he's if he's like that, I think it's worth giving him a go at left wing for a game against someone like a, against someone like a Rotherham in the next home game. And it's definitely worth giving him a try. It's interesting because we just all the people we've brought in as left backs just don't seem to be great at being left backs. And it'll bring it up every time. And Nifel hasn't been given a chance yet, but. Well, he seems to be relying on Greaves, who's a centre back, and Coyle, who's a right back. Yeah, I do yeah, wonder I mean... how you, how you must feel though if you're Vinagra or and or Fairlong sat on the bench. Mm. See Cyrus Christie come on and Louis Coyle move over to the weak to the weak side. Well, maybe Vinagra will be happy that he might be able to um, play further up, and I think. I mean, maybe Lakila or Traore or, or whoever might be back for the Rotherham game because that's over two weeks away now. But yeah, I think give him a chance there. Traore definitely back. Traore wide, though. I think whenever he's played there, he's been <clears throat> pretty poor. And then you, but it's not where he wants to be. And then you compare it to how he played against Plymouth when he played in Tyler Morton role, the Regan Slater role as a number eight, and he was phenomenal. Man of the match performance for me. Uh, was it Plymouth? No, it was Preston, wasn't it? Sorry, I thought he was phenomenal Preston, that game. Yeah. And then yeah. we go to West Brom, he's wide and he's hardly in the game at all. Mm. Yeah, I think... I think... I mean, we'll probably get onto it a little bit later, but looking ahead to, to January, I think pretty much every transfer window we've had recently, we need to sign another winger. But I still think that's possibly true because no matter how good lakilo has been, he's had a few injuries and Cynic's out and Ali is never in. Uh, and then Trio and Twine haven't really worked. Um, Twine, again, we'll talk about his set pieces because we, we do that every week. Um I mean, we had another nine corners and I think it was eight and we didn't score again. Uh, he didn't shoot from any of his set pieces. So one nice dink in at the end that Dalap should have scored. He should have, I mean, should have scored one of them. Yeah. Yeah. So that's still frustrating. But um, Bassinia said that he won't take him up off set pieces. But Joe, do you think he needs that reset? It's a really, really good question, Nathaniel. Um, just going to go back to to January, Will, you and I were discussing yesterday, weren't we, uh, the possibility of Cynic going and possibly going back to Crystal Palace and raiding them again. Can we have Jess Rakstaki, please? Hmm. Um, so we'll see where that goes. I'm sure the club are drawing up list of targets and stuff. Uh, as much as I, as much as it pains me to say it, because I love, I love the lads, but I think Harry Vaughan will go out on loan. Hmm. Uh, yeah, a good idea. That yeah, I spoke to Harry yesterday, <laughs> and just going in, and I said, "Harry, are you are you starting today?" Because I thought all the injuries we've got, surely he's one of the first to come in. I thought with how poor two fan was against West Brom, he's an obvious drop. Twine stays in the middle. Harry Vaughan or Ali are coming hmm. uh, for Triore. Uh, and then there's twi and then there's two fan as well getting dropped. So that's Philogene and then one of Vaughan or Alia. And Harry says, No, I'm I says, No, I'm on the bench. And I thought, all oh, the injuries we've got, and he's still not getting minutes. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Rossini clearly rates the kid, but he didn't feature for the 21s in 
midweek when Lottatal did, Fairlong did, Andy Smith did. Um, and he also hasn't played for the 21s today either, which I understand because he was involved yesterday, so you get a day off fine. But I think um, I think if we've learned Xavier Simons out, I think on reflection, as much as I was against it at the end of the summer window, on well, like I say, on reflection, it would have been wise to give Harry a move as well to someone in League One or Two just to get him playing because with hindsight, the minutes he's getting probably won't be aiding his sort of match awareness part of his development. Um, and then I don't see Alia being with us much longer either. I can see him being, him being very frustrated. Cynic again, I think if the injury is not too bad, I think we'll I think we'll cut our losses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I think a winger to replace those, I think, is a top priority because last season, I, I keep saying it, we had pretty much no wingers for the whole season. I mean, this year we've got one with Philogene, but we still need that other one who's just someone reliable that we know is going to be fit. Uh, I know you can't always, you know, sort of manage that. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's a suggestion. I think he played well yesterday for for Millwall. Um, Sate mentioned him and I didn't even have to do it. Yeah, Neil here commenting in that Vinegra played well, but that Philogene is better on his uh, on the left side, cutting him with his right foot. So maybe that would mean Vinagre would want to play the other side or Philogy on the other side, but don't know about that. Um, yeah, Will, what what do you think the solution to the the winger problem is? Do you think Vaughan, as, as you said, it's probably best to, for him to get some minutes elsewhere, isn't it? I'm, I'm generally not sure what the solution is because... Everyone we try out wide outside of Philogene doesn't have the greatest time out there. Um, mm. Twine doesn't play without out wingers. Um, Triara doesn't belong out there. Vaughan isn't really getting the minutes, nor is Aliar, but I don't think Aliar's going to cut it under a senior the way it's, how it's gone. Cynic's mm. managing to tear his leg apart just getting out of bed, so I don't really trust him on a football pitch. No, it's. I don't know. Play Cyrus Christie as the right winger. Oh, we, we tried that last season. I, I think he's been much better at fullback than at right wing. But Vinagre maybe because he just can't defend. Uh, or that's really I, I what think, he enjoys I think, doing. I think a winger is going to be a priority position yeah. in a winger, and maybe a maybe another create like a number ten, bit of a creative number ten. Haven't we got lots of those? We've got too many of them, haven't we? That's all we've got. Well, at least it was last year. <laughs> I'm not sure we do because none of them are proper Good. between the lines, creating loads of chances sort of players. Mm. I mean, two fans more of a finisher. I mean, he does create chances, but you want him to get on the end of what another team creates. His work rate yesterday, yesterday oh. too, fan. I thought he got better as the game went on. Yeah, he played well Definitely. and he could a great chance for Delap, didn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. To bring it back round to your original question, Nathaniel, about Twine on set pieces, mm-hmm. we've got on a right old tangent there. Yeah. But I think it, I think once one goes in or he gets an assist from one, he'll get assists from most of them or score in the range that he can score from, mm-hmm. from most of them. 
I think with Twine, it'll just be that first one. And that's the big hurdle. Well, I was going to ask you that because, yes, I, I agree with you once he gets his first one. But if that takes all season, then we've wasted a position on someone who's not performed, you know. And so far, it's been a third of the year. And he's still young, you know, getting used to the team. You'd hope so by now. But And he has been improving in recent weeks. But I still think that in the middle is probably a bit of a position for him. Um, yeah, Neil asking about Shelbourne. I think we'll probably get onto that in a little bit. But uh, generally, uh, 26 points, um, got an equal record at home uh, and away now with 13 points each. Uh, and we're eighth, so things going pretty well, Will, so far this season. Thoughts as we're a third of the way in? We're above where I expected us to be. So as far as I'm concerned, it's been a positive start. And yeah. obviously... The team's improving game on game, getting more used to how Liam wants us to play. And obviously, Liam's getting more used to the players and how he knows on their strengths and weaknesses in the way that we play as well. And um, I thought we finished, I thought 10th would be good for us this season, just around the edge of the playoffs. But we're level with the playoffs on goal difference. Obviously, that means nothing when you're not in them. Um, but yeah, as it's gone so far, I'm very, very happy. Mm-hmm. Joe, would you agree with that? I would absolutely agree with that. I think people panicking because oh, we've lost two games and we've dropped down to ninth or whatever it was. It, I think they were just oh, out of their minds, really. People, people were panicking after that Doncaster game, and that was the second game of the season. Yeah, and it didn't even count as a League Cup. Yeah, but yeah, since then but, we've been yeah. infinitely better. So much better, so much better. That and like the Norwich game wasn't great, but we should have got a point out of it. And from then on, we've been, like you say, infinitely better. We've been a, a team unrecognisable to that night at the MKM against Doncaster, where Ingram had eighty nine percent of possession on his own. Mm-hmm. But I'm about. This is about where I expected us to be sort of teetering around the edge of the playoffs top half and if we were to finish here um, after 46 games I think it'd be a very successful season and it'd be something really really good to keep building on for the future you know we had a consolidated under under Liam last season and to build on that with a solid top half finish when he's had a full term with the players I think you've uh, I think I think I might have uh, gone there. Did I go? Uh, no, no, no. Yeah. Oh, you both, you both froze for me. So I thought, oh great, is my Wi-Fi gone down the toilet? But no, we're we're all right. And I think this year, solid top half. That's all we can really want. Yeah, I think all we can really expect is for them to get better every year, and that would be a third. I mean, we're definitely going to finish above fifteenth, I'd say. Um, but I think at the moment, because we feel like we haven't had as many wins as we should have, and we've got all these attacking players, I think that, especially with the games we've got coming up in the next four, we don't count your chickens, but it's Swansea and Rotherham, Watford and QPR should be getting points out of that. I feel like by the time we get to halfway through the season, I think we could well be in the top six or seventh or something like that. And then you just want to be able to push on and we should have a good January. Sometimes we've been in this position and then we've had a bad January and then fallen off a bit. Uh, Neil asking, uh, let's talk about a little bit about January. Neil asking, is signing Delap on a permanent unthinkable? 
I think it's probably only if we get promoted, right? It's not literally unthinkable. I can, I can see it happening, but um, I imagine that Man City would want him to be in the Premier League next season and learn somewhere if he has a successful season with us. Um, unless we, because there is the rumour that's gone round that he was asked it in the press conference after the game, Dela, about a second season on loan with us. And he, he himself just mentioned he's obviously keeping his head down and trying to carry on as he is. But I think that would be a, an interesting choice. If we go for a second season of loan, I think it'd be a good shout. I don't think we'll be able to sign him. Um, I don't think, I mean, I'd like to sign Morton as well, but I, I have imagined it could see something similar from Liverpool, though, wanting to be in the Premier League next season, playing for someone in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if more fingers crossed, we can get promoted and we can get, you know, keep for the gene and have Morton yeah. to lap again. Yeah, well, we got promoted. Yeah. We want to keep gene. Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that one, how that works. But uh, Ian's saying, I think we will sign Twine. Maybe that'll be at the end of the season. But so far, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. But Burnley might want him back for the championship next season. Oh, yeah, they're not going to be staying up, are they? Uh, Wally Deft said he predicted an eighth finish and he's he's happy with how things uh, are going. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't think that's, that's Deft. Um, eighth, and, yeah, that's, that's exactly where we are. Um, anything else we want to mention about the Huddersfield game? I think I just want to say that Huddersfield were, were so boring and I think I'd be in, you know, they, they look in trouble. I know there are three worst teams at the moment, but, you know, they just didn't try for anything more than a nil-nil at yeah. all. Their and, football uh, was yeah. the most negative I've seen at the stadium in years. Maybe it the worst a- I've seen. I'm not sure, but it was up there. It was so di- dire to watch, and I really feel for Huddersfield fans. If That is what Darren Moore has got them doing on a weekly basis because it was appallingly horrible to watch it was anti-football in the as in the worst way most literal sense yeah mm. yeah dreadful really dreadful yeah. and, and if we hadn't won that uh like you know not winning the previous games it would have been so frustrating because yeah we got what the ball for the whole time yeah i do not you know, know what i would have won that because i, I that was, got the goal never in doubt i was at my wits end when we went to injury time Mm. Yeah, Wally Daft. Huddersfield were awful. Uh, on the other matter, I've heard Matt Taylor at Rotherham has been sacked, though this might be fake rumored. news. That has been, has been rumored. I don't know if it's been official yet, but nah, I, I mean, imagine I... that's probably going to happen anytime soon anyway. It's the international break. It would make sense if they're going to get rid of him yeah. to get rid of him now. Bring I think Rotherham, yeah. they're so bad, I don't think it'll matter who the manager is no. when we play them because Maybe. the players Maybe. they've yeah, got... Yeah. Look at, look at Sheffield Wednesday, they got rid of Darren Moore, who was on a high, and they're, they're still par under Discamunos. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. 
Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah, Neil saying that Philogene was getting a bit annoyed on numerous occasions waiting for the ball to him. Um, Joe, he wasn't at his best yesterday, but I mean, he still did fairly well. A few nice touches and I think two weeks will come at a good time with Lakilo and Triore out and Connolly Hunfit and that sort of thing. So it's a good time for an international break. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It allows us to get Slater back, um, Traore, Lakilo, all fit, like you say. Diagnose Cynic with well, whatever he's done. And brittle bone disease, clearly. In injuritis, so, maybe. If that's injuritis. Probably broken his finger up near a tin of beans or something like that. But um, whatever ha- whatever happens with Cynic will happen. And do I think we'll ever see him in black and amber again? No. Uh, anyway, I think. Go on. I think the. Oh, okay. I think the international break does come at a good time. Uh, it's only, I believe, Adama, but I'm not sure whether he's going with his injury now. Um, Adama, Dalap, Morton and Philogene going away. So most of the squad are still about. Connolly's not going. Fairlong's not going. Triori. Uh, Triori got called up after he was already injured. I believe Liam suggested that he would he was nearly fit for the game yes, yesterday, which suggests to me he probably is going away on international break and he'll be back fit after the break. Mm. Okay. Yeah. It's much better for I think Philogene and Dunap to go out on international bridge at the moment because they actually play, whereas Triore, um, it's probably a bit annoying for him because he's gone out and I don't think he's barely played any minutes. Same with Seri, so sometimes it's a bit annoying for them to go out because they have to travel back. And then and maybe they're not fully sharp for the game. Well, well yeah, with Afcon, Seri and Traore yeah. are going to be uh, away as well. Stage, hopefully, by that stage, we'll have to worry about no injuries to Slater, and we can just yeah, try and slot him in there in place of Seri and shuffle things a little bit. Yeah, maybe Morton and Slater as the deep midfielders possibly might be what happens during that month. Mm-hmm. On, yeah. on that mention about um, Philogene being annoyed with a long ball to win. There's a lot of times when he makes a run, dribbles past three players, doesn't make a cross, and other players are annoyed with him. So I suppose it's a bit of a you win some, you lose some, really. Because he is, at times, he can be very, very greedy when he really doesn't need to. If you just look at the that Preston chance he had right on half-time when he's through on goal and somehow doesn't have a go, tries to beat the defenders. Yeah. It's, he, he, sometimes he just overthinks it way too much. And... There's plenty of chances to pass the ball and he just doesn't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, well said. But uh, grinding out a result against Huddersfield, and um, just going to mention it for Ant, he hates Huddersfield. So to, to end the Huddersfield hoodoo, because um, we haven't beaten them since 2015, yeah. we really needed that yeah. because they've been garbage for years and we've not beaten them. So so that was very appreciated. We both went to Huddersfield Uni as well, didn't we? So we mm. go to the playoffs. Yeah, I, I'm currently we wearing my we audio listeners won't like this. You probably can't see it, but University of Huddersfield. 
on my hoodie at the moment. So I was wearing this yesterday and I didn't realise that I was conflicting with my whole city hat as well. But yeah, nice to beat them. Uh, just going to mention it. I'm sure this is going to be mentioned a whole lot more, especially as we talk about wing wingers. Boney1908 says that we need a quality right winger who can score goals. And Neil has suggested uh, Potter, I assume, Lewis Potter on loan. It's going to be mentioned, you know, especially as he's not playing. He is the new Fraser Campbell rumour. Yeah. He's going to be the yeah. new Fraser Campbell rumour every single well, hey, Fraser was there, wasn't he? Fraser was there. He was, he was there. Well, I, need, I yeah. wanted to get, before the game, I wanted to get two players, both ex-City. Basso with Huddersfield as their goalie coach and Fraser Campbell. They both arrive at the exact same time. Livid. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Right. Um, well, two sort of news things that came out uh, last week. I think we might have mentioned it before, but uh, let's discuss these. Um, firstly, Joe, your thoughts on the possible uh, contract extension for Liam. Uh, and then Trevor's asked, I wonder who was sniffing around for him? Presumably Burnley or Sheffield United at the bottom Brighton. of the Premier League. Maybe Brighton. I don't think it would be Burnley because company plays, well, comparably a relatively similar style of football. So there's no point in changing, well, in just going with another side of the same coin if the philosophy isn't working with one manager. Um, Sheffield United's a possibility. Luton, I don't think so. Who else is down there? Bournemouth, definitely not. They've only just brought in um, Iriola. Um, I, I don't really know to be honest with you who might have been sniffing around him but good glad he's going to stay he said himself that that's nearly done so can't go wrong can't go wrong he's he, I fell in love with him so quickly as a manager and he's just he's just ace he's just absolutely ace mm -hmm. yeah it's been a really positive year and I think He'd probably be a it would be a risk to leave somewhere else, especially bottom of the Premier League, get relegated, and he wouldn't really be any in a better position. And he backs himself with his great relationship with Ajahn as well, and uh, you know the funding that he's been getting, the backing. You know there aren't many other jobs he'd enjoy more, especially as he's you know played for us before. Uh, Will, what do you think about the Shelbourne thing, Ajahn walking away from Shelbourne? I have zero opinion on it, to be honest. Mm. I mean, I thought he's not really, he's very rarely mentioned, he's very rarely come up, to be honest. I've got a couple of players there on loan who might not be on loan very much longer there. It seems like it was an issue where the rest of the board who were there were more behind the manager, Damien Duff, than his ownership. And if that's the case, that they'd rather be around him than the owners. They understand why he's got out of it. Um, I'm surprised... It was so quick um, after going there that it's turned around. But um, I'd rather him focus more on Ull City anyway, so I'm not too bothered, to be honest. Mm. It's not even been a year since he's bought Shelbourne, is Five it? Months. Five months, I think it was. Five months, that. Yeah, that is very quick, but I guess not long enough to for it to be a, something that we'd miss or he'd miss. And there are other clubs we can loan players to. Do, do we really need to own another club to loan players out? We have players at other clubs in League One, really. Well, there was recently talk of them changing the rules regarding teams sending players on loan to other clubs that are associates with, associates with them. And maybe that 
played slightly into it a bit. Maybe he thought, mm. well, this rule comes into force. I can't use this mm. team to sort of. That was like develop the Nevers thing to Newcastle, yeah. wasn't it? Uh, yeah, mm. that's what the other thing that came up about. It was the uh, Ruben Nevers going to Newcastle to cover Tonali's ban. Um, I mean, it's the end of the season. It was the end of the season in Ireland. The players aren't going to be playing there anymore this season. Get them back over here. Get them back involved in the under twenty ones. Get them maybe get them on loan somewhere in back in England, and just focus on all the was there watching. Woody was was at the game yeah. watching on Tuesday when they lost to Peterborough. So um, they'll be back involved definitely. Uh, maybe yeah. depending on how much time they get off, Woody will play. Woody or Java will play on Wednesday against Pocklington in the cup. Mm-hmm. Whether that yeah, going from playing for a team who's qualified for Europe to playing against Pocklington Town. <laughs> well, you can only beat what's in front of you, I guess, as a player. And um, Niels, yeah, he said Wood and Java have done well recently for them, so maybe there it would be better for them in January to go out on loan at a, a higher level than than uh, Irish football, which I don't think is is that well regarded. Um, but yeah, it's not really something that we we can miss and. We didn't have long enough to, to think about it. And Enchep's uh, put there, maybe better to have a feeder club if we get to the Premier League. Because I mentioned, you know, it's not free. I know it's not much money, but yeah, it's probably better to focus on that uh, in the future. And with the links with Roma and Juventus or Villa, maybe, uh, there are probably other places we can have players from that we don't really need to just have players at Shelbourne. So uh, yeah, not really something to be worried about, I'd say. Uh, Trevor saying, didn't he only stay around for six months at a, a Belgian club, or was it in the no, Netherlands? No, it, it was the Netherlands. It was Fortuna Sittard, and I think it's the same with the Shelbourne thing. He wasn't the sole owner; he was a part owner, and I think that's part of the reason why it's happened again. I think I think he wants well, he wants full control. Obviously, I think I think he prefers having full control because of the decisions of his to make. Which I, mm. I get, I get to a point. Um, but yeah, it's. I think there's no issue of something similar happening at Hull City anytime soon because he's got the full control. It's, it's mm. an issue we have with having to work with others in control. Yeah, unless he starts selling players like Philogene and um, uh, Greaves for two pounds, uh, then I don't really think we have to worry because the financial sort of aspect we're going to be fine. We can sell Philogene and that will cover us for a year or two. Um, so yeah, I think at the moment things are going pretty well. Uh, ownership wise um, so just touch on the international break and um, one of the things I, I look forward to uh, not many things I look forward to when it's the international break but I don't watch Bellingham play much because he's over in Real Madrid so he's not in the Premier League but he's injured so I won't even get the delight of seeing him so not much to look forward to with England already qualified um, we'll beat Malta in Macedonia it's Malta at home and then North Macedonia away. So I'll be all right. Get Jordan Henderson in the Bellingham Road. That'll be beautiful. <sighs> work there. Yeah, that, that'll be brilliant. It don't, the fact he just played in front of 400 people in a league that's 400 generous. That many people. Bloody hell. Wow. Yeah. Hey, it was signal the exact there growing the game in Saudi Arabia. I was explaining to my barber the level of FIFA corruption to get Saudi Arabia the 2034 World Cup, and she was. Oh yeah, it's what they expected. If you want, she expected a lot. 
any good sort of exp explanation of the whole thing, go and watch HITC7's content on anything Saudi Arabia because it's just the perfect way to describe how absolutely utterly corrupt and bollocks it all is. And so blatant as well. And I hate that Newcastle so have their green kit as well. And that's just so blatant as well. Glad when they lost in that against Bournemouth. Oh, yeah, Saudi Arabia playing the St. James's Park. That'll be all right, lad. Come on, lad, yeah. let's get down the gear Saudi Arabia, my second team. <laughs> I don't. I, I think the, the kits look quite nice. Is the problem is that it's the implication. Yes, yes. The yeah. If uh, I mean, I've been doing a fashion watch on my blog recently. I gave the Huddersfield kit yesterday seven out of ten. Uh, but yeah, if we ever played Newcastle, I would have given it. We played them in the FA Cup. It's getting a zero out of ten. As someone in the press box trying to read kit numbers, I give that Huddersfield kit zero out of ten because it was gold numbers on blue and white stripes and they were impossible yeah. to read. Oh yeah. Yeah. What well, one positive about the kit this season that it was City is that you can see oh. the numbers. Yeah, quite right. Quite right. Uh anything else to mention about the international break or do we want to have a quick look at the match that's two weeks away, which is Swansea away. Just, just to clarify, I, I'm not being serious about John Henderson. For anyone who thinks I am, I can't stand the man, and he should be nowhere near an England shirt. He should be nowhere near anything to do with England. And Southgate's a snake who's too cowardly to drop him. Yeah, Ward Prowse has got another two assists today. Was it? Oh, that don't matter. That don't matter because he likes John Henderson, and he can. He he yeah. did we did well for him eight years ago, so he must be tip top. Yeah. Well, have I just seen you? Have I just seen you add a certain image into the overlay selection here? No. No, you sure? Yeah. Have I only just noticed it? I'm going to pull it up to prove you wrong. Is this? It shows you how much attention you've not been paying to the podcast because I put that up earlier when Joe mentioned Tom Eaves. Oh well, I haven't been looking. What I've and been all listeners now have no clue what is going on. Why yeah. would you do that to them? What an appalling host you are! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm usually very good at this, but yeah, that was the photo, Tom Eaves. Honestly, what I've been looking at is just the DVD logo in, on your TV in the background. I've just been looking at that for forty minutes, We're waiting for to hit the power. corners. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, let's move on to Swansea, shall we? Uh, Joe Swansea, your seventeenth. Um, they're just sort of bang average championship team. We should be getting, or well, it's a good opportunity to get three points because we've been pretty good away. So how do you see that one going, even though it's two weeks away? I can see us winning that one. I, I can see it being a good day out. I've done Swansea away before. It's a torturous day. I'm not going. Mm. Uh, I it was will... fun last season. <laughs> it certainly was last season. I will Oh, I forgot. And... Yeah. I will sit and I was trying to think of what it was. The game through through other means. But I think I think it'll be every game in this league's a, a difficult game in its own right, but I think it's one we'll be able to come through. Mm -hmm. Solid, yeah. Will uh three easy three nil win as as per? I mean I would like that to be the the case, but um yeah, Swansea the season the song Yeah. Swansea this season, at the moment so far, have been one of the typical sort of championship mid-table teams. They've got um, they've been blown hot and cold. They've got a mixture of different results. Um, they've never really truly recovered from losing Russell Martin to Southampton. Um, but 
it's one of those where I think because it's away from home as well, they'll we'll be um, able to play more our counter-attacking game like we have done recently. And I, the way we will be able to play more our way because they won't be sitting back. They'll be the ones that are put onto the front foot and have to go forward. So it'll be interesting. I mean, I, I wouldn't, obviously I want us to win. I wouldn't, as always, I would take a draw from an away game. But obviously I want to see us win 3-0 because I'm sick of predicting 3-0. Yeah, yeah, I think I think I mean, it's done pretty well for you. I, I'm your top of the prediction leaderboard, and I'm second, and I've been predicting I, it properly. I'm definitely. Have you mixed me up with Ant because I'm fourth on the prediction league? Oh well, there you go. <laughs> so you're predicting three 0 win every week. Uh, yeah, I must have mixed you up. Yeah, uh, but uh, I mean, I did predict us to beat Preston nine nil, so maybe I haven't been taking it too seriously. And I have. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nine. Well, I hate Preston. Ant hates Huddersfield. Preston and boring. I think it's disgusting that they're in the top six because they're supposed to be boring. So they should stay in their lane. We've got another rant against someone. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you talk about Birmingham. Well, shall well, we just who have, been, who have been delightful since Rooney took charge? Of course, one point from a possible fifteen. Yeah, they dropped ten playing. places. What a superb uh, bit of business that was getting rid of John Eustace. Fantastic work. Ridiculous. Yeah, at least you got you've got to wait until he loses the game, Eustace, you know. But they were in good form. Yeah. Uh, Wally Daffs asked when did we last score from a corner? Um I can't I'm not sure if it, 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 it was definitely <laughs> the Middlesbrough game back end of last year. So I think it's probably been twenty games now, or eighteen or nineteen, something like that. Um Is it Middlesbrough yeah. or was it West Brom last year? It was Middlesbrough. At home, it's been West Brom. It was Ali. Ali, we've talked about this a few weeks ago. Um, But yeah, it was a long time ago. Ian Templeman says the logo on Will's TV is like us passing around the back, just back and forth. No, it's not. It's not quite that slow. Uh, Wally Death again wouldn't underestimate Swansea at home. They did well at Ipswich. I mean, they still lost, but anyone who can score against two against Ipswich is a decent team. Uh, Emmett Enshep says, there you go, uh, Taylor's has been sacked at Rotherham. Exploring potential replacements, whatever that means. I mean, just... Neil they got two weeks. Paul Warren. Paul Warren or... Isn't he at Derby? Isn't he doing well at Derby? But yeah, I think... Isn't it a bit early for Warnock in the season? Can he last that long? Well, he'll manage it. Worth a shot, worth a shot, isn't it? Maybe, but he's been... Harry Redknapp winding down his car window outside the New York Stadium as we speak. Yeah, I'd be terrified if I were a Rotherham fan and that happened. Jesus. Or Warnock would love <laughs> it being at Rotherham. He could get so much out of Tom Eaves, couldn't he? Absolutely. Yeah, he's just Peter Crouch, better. But better. <laughs> Don't know about that. Enships is not sacked, but... He could uh, without a retirement. Close to. But yeah, I mean, I think I think Swansea will be a decent opportunity. We're getting a bit off track, so to bring us back on track with uh, the best part of the episode, oh, yeah, I'd line. say so. Uh, sorry, Joe, you've been covered up. It's the combined lineup. So I'll just read it out for our lovely listeners: Allsop in goal, Greaves, Humphreys, whoever that is—I can't remember his first name. 
Uh, Jones and Kyle Watsari. <laughs> well, I don't know what his first name is. I know he scored this season, though, and none of our defenders have scored except Kyle. So, uh, Morton, uh, Matt Grimes in midfield, who's a good player. Philogene and Delap, of course. And then uh, Jamal Lowe, who's got a few goals. And anytime we, I see a winger from another team that scored a goal this season, um, you know, they've got to be in because Twine and Lakilo and a uh, well, Triari doesn't really play out there, and uh, yeah, so they've got to be in. Uh, I don't really know anything about Swansea. I don't even know who the manager is at the moment, so I, I can't really give any interesting insight. Done no research, but Mike I think. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is. He it is, but he was at Cheltenham before recently. Cheltenham I did do some research. Mm. So he's he not a bad manager. Manager of Cheltenham. He was manager of Cheltenham when Greavesy was out on loan there. He was, yes. Good knowledge. Good knowledge. Mm. Good knowledge. Fair enough. Well, maybe Greavesy can get a goal against his former manager. Um, I think, yeah, it's about time to ask for predictions. Will, standard, 3-0. Yeah. Joe, away Swansea, you said it's a decent chance to get some points. Do you think we can get the win? I do. I'm going to knock a goal off Will's prediction and go for 2 0. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, yeah, defensively, we've been getting a little bit better. Wally Daft says Frank Lampard's Rotherham United. Oh, uh, that'd be delightful to be. They, they'd get worse. They'd get worse if they got Lampard in. They wouldn't get Rotherham any better. Birmingham would be an absolute train wreck. Oh, imagine that. Oh, that would be good. would somehow find a way to lose. Yeah. <laughs> So we'd get abandoned. Steven Aletti fact team in the championship, and you've got an easy bottom three there if Lampard's at Rotherham. Yeah. It's just they caught the it's just the, the scoreboard says Lampard v Rooney. Don't care about who what the clubs are. Um I think Swansea could get some goals. I think Lowe and Yates are decent enough attacking players. Um, you know, I uh, Swansea play probably similar to us. Uh, playing around like they did with Russell Mars, and that's why Southampton went for him. So it could be quite an entertaining game, and I think uh, we'll probably have enough, I reckon, for the Gene and Delat, these sort of players, two fans getting a bit fitter. We can get some goals. So I'm going to go 2 1 City win away at Swansea, and then I think we'll be back in the playoffs after that if that happens. So I'd very much like that. There is some of that people have kind of lost over a little bit. Like, Obviously, we were conceding for fun. We were conceding every game. We've now had three clean sheets in the last four. Yeah, which is yeah, that's some that's kind of stayed under the radar a little bit. And defensively, we're starting to get back to how we were back under last season's Racing. Yeah, yeah, that's what we need. It, it's sort of it's becoming a uh, just uh, uh, typical of us, and it's that um, oh, what's the word? What's the word? Like into that rhythm. Trade off. We, we get goals but no defence. We get defence but no goals last season. We need to find the balance. And we're getting to that now. Mm. Can't think of the word. This is embarrassing. We'll talk for five minutes. Is it contrafibularities? No, no. Uh, like, like a routine, sort of routine of just keeping clean sheets and staying in the routine and just something you do and staying consistent, you know? That's what we need consistency. Consistency? Yeah, but it's not quite it's not really quite that. It's what Rosinia said last year. Oh, 
Can't think of it, but oh well. Uh, Neil, again, we uh, I mention it every week. Uh, with Connolly injured, we can't rely on just that. Can we re- recall Oscar? Well, do you want to change your standard answer, which is a no? Um, I have no idea if we have the ability to call back Oscar, but I would also say probably not because if we wanted him around the club, he would never have gone out in the first place. Good answer. Good answer. And I'll ask you the same uh, in midweek and I'll ask you again, uh, you know, when Connolly gets injured again somehow pretty give, soon. Give, give someone like Sander a chance. Yep. Yeah. I'm all for that. Him Sims. Had Sims not got an injury at the back end of last season when we had no fit strikers, the form he was in, he would have been a chance. Aaron, yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure he'll, he'll probably get into the team at some point. But at the moment, with Delap on such good form and you know screwing the winner yesterday, I think uh, it's not really something we have to worry about. So yeah, Will and Joe, thanks for coming on. I've been your host Nathaniel, and uh, yeah, another great episode. Thanks for all your comments again. And um, I'm not sure what we're doing midweek because it's uh, or next week well, because it's the international well, break. But I'm sure we'll find something. On Wednesday, on Wednesday Anne is going to be talking to Stuart Elliott. Well said, very well remembered because I'd completely forgotten about that. See, rubbish hosting today. I apologise. I got up my game. The greatest Hull City player to ever exist. Oh, and I said I'm going to stick to the notes. Two shout-outs. Uh, firstly, um, the charity I shouted out that uh, does great work with uh, kids and um, uh, works at the MKM Stadium, and I'm going to be volunteering for them tomorrow. It's, they're called Run With It, and they're run by Lisa Dawson, who is married to Andy Dawson. So that's the link there. That's why they're at the stadium. I just thought I'd mention them again because I forgot to say who they actually were on uh, the Thursday episode. And then uh, thanks to Luke, I don't know his second name, but he was the first person in over two year who, uh, two years who's recognised me from the podcast and uh, complimented me and said he enjoys watching that. And I forgot to mention that last week. So, Luke, if you're listening, thanks thanks for recognising me. Yeah, not quite famous. He didn't want a selfie or anything. It was just nice to meet someone. So nice that we're connecting to people. Just bother you. Just asking, what are you doing on uh, Thursday? Oh, what am I doing on Thursday? Well, I'm certainly not going to be doing an opposition preview because we're not playing Swansea till the other week, but we might be in Liverpool for something, Will. Is that right? I believe we're there for the uh, Football Content Awards. Yes, we are. So, you've got your suit ready, Will? Thank you, thank you. Uh, No, I I was just going to say thanks to anyone who voted for us or nominated us because it's delightful to get sort of recognition for this sort of thing. So... Thanks to everyone who got involved, and I'm not too bothered if we don't actually win out, but it wouldn't be. I won't. I won't complain. Yeah. Great. Well, well said, Will, and uh, we'll be back on Wednesday with the Stuart Elliott episode. So, thanks again for listening. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! No, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.